This podcast discusses events of a sensitive nature. Listener discretion is advised. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Me, I fear Kenyan men. And it's because of stories like the one I'm about to tell you that I have this deep, deep fear. But first, a word from our sponsors. In the middle of April 2021, a man named Evans Karani, 38 years old at the time, invited Catherine Yokabi out. The two had been seeing each other for a while. Uh, reports indicate, though, that their relationship was a secret. This is understandable given that Karani was a married man. But um, it seems that Yokabi's family knew about this man, her friends too. They knew about the man who was seeing their daughter, sister, and friend. In any case, Karani invited Nyokabi out. She requested for some money to do her hair, so she must have been looking great when he picked her up in his blue station wagon. They drove around. Karani had bought Nyokabi's favorite wine, and she was drinking, feeling good. Now... They drive and get to the Wetaithia area of Juja, and Karani brings something up that's been an issue between the two of them. On one of Nyokabi's social media profiles, she has a profile picture that is featuring another man. Karani is jealous. This upsets him. He tries to get Nyokabi to delete the photo, but so far, she hasn't. So when they're driving around Wetaithia in Juja, he brings this issue up again and he starts to get angry. Nyokabi is at this point quite inebriated. Residents of the surrounding area reported that night later that they heard shouts, screams that went on for hours and hours. So there must have been quite a heated fight going on inside Karani's blue station wagon. At some point, Karani gets very upset. He removes his belt, puts it around Yokabi's neck, and strangles her to death. He said to also have used a rope. He panics. He now has a dead body inside his car. He wants to get rid of it. He starts to drive around looking for a place to dispose of the body. He turns onto Bob Harris Road, but unfortunately, or fortunately maybe. The road is unpaved and it's comprised of black cotton soil and it's been raining so it's really muddy. His car gets stuck in the mud and there's nowhere he can go. He gets out of the car and pulls Nyokabi's body out as well. He mutilates her body with a knife and with acid and then attempts very poorly to bury her in the mud. And then he takes off leaving Nyokabi's body about 150 meters from his blue station wagon. In the morning, residents of the surrounding area with Taidie are greeted by a gruesome scene. The body of a young woman 
is partially buried inside the mud. There are signs of mutilation. Witnesses would later say that the body was something you would not like to see. It was very badly mutilated. It is unfortunate too that Nyokabi's family would have her. Once the body is discovered, the police jump into action and pretty soon Evans Karani is apprehended. He is the main and only suspect in the murder of Catherine Nyokabi. The police begin to bring together their case. They interview Karani, and this is why we have so many details of what happened between him and Nyokabi. He tells police too that his guilty conscience has been eating away at him. He has attempted suicide three times before the police catch up with him. He then confides in a friend of his, who, being a good and commendable citizen, goes straight to the police and tells them. After Karani is apprehended, he confesses to the murder, and it is with, with this mindset that he goes for his first hearing. In a bizarre turn, he tells the judge that the judge should make a ruling and send him to jail immediately because he would like to begin his sentence. Karani is, however, informed that the law has to follow due process. He has to give his plea, and he has to have his day in court. Karani is also informed that if found guilty of the murder, he would be sentenced to death. And I suppose this sobers him up a bit because the next time he appears in court a few days later, armed with a lawyer, he puts in a plea of not guilty. The last news I can find about Karani is him being in jail, awaiting hearing for bail. Like with many other stories that break in Kenya, after the initial media flurry, you can't find many, much more news and there's nothing much more about how the murder trial is going. But I sincerely hope that the Kenyan justice system is able to deliver justice to the family of Catherine Yokavi. Her funeral was a mournful affair. Emotions ran high. Some people cried so much they were unable to finish their eulogies. She was eulogized as a kind and loving member of their family, an important member of the family, who leaves behind many people mourning, her parents, her siblings, and I suppose very importantly, a child. If Evans Karani is indeed guilty of this crime, I hope he rots in jail. What a brutal and violent way to end the life of a young woman, someone who had everything ahead of her, brutally cut short. And may the family of Catherine Yokabi find peace and comfort, as impossible as that may seem. I hope it happens. Catherine Yokabi, may you rest in peace. And men like Evans Karani, is why I fear Kenyan men. Thank you so, so much for listening. Until the next one, take care of yourselves.
This podcast discusses events of a sensitive nature. Listener discretion is advised.